0: Okay, so tonight's topic is going to be the seven or nine people who entered Ghanedin alive. Now, this is actually found in Medrish in a few different places, with slightly different numbers and slightly different names of people. I'm going to start from a quote which is quoted in Mesechte Kaler For those who are not familiar with what that is, there are Mishnais 63 Mesechtes, which are the main Mesechtes of the Mishnah. And then we also have Baraisa, which was not entered in the Mishnah. And they're known as Mesechtes Ketanois. And Kalad Abasi is one of the Mesechtes Ketanois, speaks about the laws of marriage. And this, however, has nothing to do specifically with marriage or maybe, I don't know. And it says over there, Mesechtet Abasi, Pera Gimel, eh, chafhei, Shiva nichnesu b'chayyei hem there are seven who entered Gan alive. Normally, a person dies, has judgment, and then goes to Gan But these seven people entered Gan alive. And the seven people listed are number one is Serach, the daughter of Osher. Dixiv, as it says, Anoichi shlumei emunei Yisrael. This is in the days of David Amelech. There was a city that was in danger because there was a fellow Sheva ben Bichri who after the rebellion of Avshalom was put down, there was a fellow Sheva ben Bichri who started another rebellion against David Amel. and he said, who needs David? Who needs Ben Yishai? And he fortified himself in a city and he was gonna fight David HaMelech <coughs> and Yoyev as a general went to put down the rebellion. And over there, Serach, uh, Bas Asher, she is the one. There was a danger. Uh, Yoyav was fighting the city, and it was going to destroy the whole city. And Serach Bas Asher, save saved this city. She approached Yoyav, and she says, Yoyav was David's main general. And she says, Anoichi Shlume Emune Yisrael. I am the complete of the Emunei Yisrael. What does it mean? The, I completed the Emunei Yisrael. I am one of the Jews who are entering Ghanaian alive. I am never going to die. And therefore, you have to listen to what I say. So Sarah Bas Asher, she was already hundreds of years old then, and her schedule was never to die, but for remaining in this world and then up in Ghanaian. And therefore, as somebody who's going to go to Ghanaian alive, Yayov, the general is obligated to listen to her. And later, we will see a medrish in great length, the argument that Sarah Bas Usher had to Yoyov and how she ended up saving this entire large city with a large Jewish population and preventing a civil war. The next of the people listed in Kalor Abassi, again, of those who entered Ghanaian alive, never died, is Basya Basparoi, who was the Egyptian princess, who saved Mesh Rabbeinu Dixiv, As it says, Yolda es Yered, she bore Yered, Yet it refers to Meshe Rabbeinu, as we'll soon see why. And she didn't, obviously, she's not the mother. She's not a birth mother, but she adopted Meshe. She oh. saved Meshe. I will choose to call him. Oh, good. I just got a very quick question for you. Yes. Uh, just a quick question. Yes. Uh, I'm due to have my boost. Does it doesn't make any difference which boost I have after my first two shots or not really. Pfizer, Pfizer. You're asking me this question. Let's leave it for later. And I you're you asked better yeah. a doctor. Sorry. Okay, I'm gonna have to mute everyone who's um, I'm gonna have to only if it's a question on the knock. Nah. Um, Feel free to unmute yourself. But anyway, uh, going on, so Basia who's the Egyptian princess who saves Moshe Rabbeinu, and Hashem chooses Moshe Me- Rabbeinu, has many, many names. And specifically, we call him Moshe, which is the name that was given by Basia Baspari, as she says, Kimen Hamayim Mishisiyu. Hosha Omar David, this is what David Amal says in him. He took me out of the many waters, which is from the word Meisha. And the name Meisha, is specifically the one that was given by this Egyptian princess who converted and became Jewish. And she is one of the seven or nine people who entered Gan Eden alive. The Egyptian princess, she brought salvation to the Jewish people and she brought them out to life. I will give you a long life because she brought life to the entire Jewish nation. She was given a long life that she never physically died and she entered Gan alive and she's still alive. Omar, it says, I made a covenant with your fathers. And they with the laws of their fathers who she was in a royal family. She had an option to have the Egyptian crown or related to it at least. And she chose to cleave to the Jewish people. won't I pay her? Okay. So the first two people who we listed certainly remained in Eden alive and, ne- and lived indefinitely. Now, number three is a very controversial figure, who is Hiram Melech Tzoyr. Hiram Melech Tzair is a non-Jewish king who dedicated himself to help David and shlomo with the building of the base Hamikdash. Now, for that, the plan was for him to go to Ghanaian alive, and he was actually led into Gan Eden. and of all the people that were led into Gan Eden, he was later chased out of Gan Eden and sent back to the Gehenim, as we'll soon find out the details. But in any case, Melech Seir originally made it to Gan Eden alive. My Zacha, why did he merit? Mishum Mishkan, He made a Mishkan. He made the dwelling for Hashem to dwell. Where does Hashem connect with the Jewish people in the Beis Hamikdash? And if there was a human being besides Shlomo Yehmele who was most instrumental in helping that Beis Hamikdash get built, it was this guy Hiram Melech Tzoyr. And even though we actually have a Haftira where we have Vayas Hiram, there's actually two people named Khiram who helped build the Beis Hamikdash. There was a guy who was a king, and there was a Jewish person from Shevet Naftali whose mother was from Shevet Don. Whose name was also Khiram. We have a Haftarid of Ayas Khiram. However, we're soon going to see in the Mefarshim that that also got credited to Khiram Melech Zayr because that Jew Khiram actually lived in He worked for this, he and his family, they worked for Khiram Melech Zayr and he sent him to help Shleiman build the Beis HaMikdash. So even in the Jewish Khiram, Khiram Melech Zayr, the guy had a great part in it, and he dedicated himself towards building the Beis HaMikdash and for that he lived for hundreds or maybe over a thousand years. The <inaudible> as it says as <inaudible> made all these vessels. And my oil, it says We're still going to see Mepharshim on this Medrish, which is very controversial. What happened with Khiram Melech Ganadin? But he definitely made it into Ganidon, and then there were big problems there. Okay. The next one, which I didn't get a chance to write up yet, is Evid Melech Kushi. Melech Kushi, Eved Melech Kushi generally refers to, is generally assumed to be Baruch Ben Eriah. The Melech Kushi refers to Tzitki Yahu. And why is he called Melech Kushi? Just like um, it says that Moshe Rabbeinu's wife, Tzipeira, is called a Kushi, because just like a Kushi, an Ethiopian is obviously black. Similarly, uh, Tzipoida was obviously a tzaddikis. And the same is shown. HaMelech is called a kush ben because he's obviously a tzaddik. And similarly, King Yo is called a kushi because his being righteous and a tzaddik was not debatable. And Eved Melech Kushi was a servant of Yirmiyohu, a, st- a student, uh, a servant of Yohu, and also a st- um, a student of Yirmiyahu, Baruch Ben-Eiriyah the he helped Yirmiyahu out of the pit, and whether it's Baruch Ben-Eiriyah or it's a different person called Evan Melach but he saved the life of Yirmiyahu against many wicked people who were trying to destroy him, the Evid So because this Evan Melach saved the life of Yirmiyahu and risked his life to do so, for this he merited to go to Eden alive. The next is Eliezer, the slave of Avram, the servant of Avram. He helped Avram. Amos, when did he help? What great merit did he have that he said? When he went looking for a wife for Yitzchak, please make it happen today that I should find this girl who was suitable for Yitzchak. Hashem made it happen before me. Is talking about when Yaakov brings the um, gift for Yitzchak, and Yitzchak asks him, "How come you came so quick?" And he said, "Hashem made it happen." So here you have the word Hakle, Hey and here you have the word Hikra. How do you know? Over there, by Yitzchak, it says, it says by, "How do you know it's got to do with Gan Eden? It says by Yaakov when he brings the gift to Yitzchak, it says by Yavin he brings him wine. Yaakov brings Yitzchak wine, and Yitzchak responds, "Rei reyach bini kereyach sadeh asher Hashem." The smell of my son is like the smell of a field that Hashem is blessed. So just like the sadeh asher Hashem refers to that when Yaakov walked in, Yitzchak smelled the smell of Gan Similarly, when it says Hakreilov, and the word is used, Hikro Hashem elikecha. Similarly, when it says which is words used by Eliezer that he merited going into Eden alive. Okay, the next one on our list is Ben Benoi Shel Rebbe Huda Hanassi. There is a grandson of Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi. It says Gemara, this is a tradition, we have no posse for it. And uh, generally, having looked in Mefarshim, and I spent hours looking for this, I don't know, I've asked others, I don't really know. But I don't know anything about this grandson or other midrashim say a son of Rabbi Yehud Anasi. Some places we'll see his name is Yavetz, who merited to go into Ghanaian alive. The next one is Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi Nami Gemara, which we're soon going to see an amazing Gemara in Masech de about why and how Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi got into Ghanaian alive, outwitted the Malach. among an amazing story. The next one on our list, and interesting, we, st- we started by saying that there's seven, and we actually are bringing eight. So either Yavets is the same as Ben Benoist or Rabbi or alternatively, we don't count Hiram because Hiram didn't stay in Ganeid. Now, when it says here Yavets, there is a famous Yavets in Tanakh who generally the Gemara in Tzmuda says is Osneel Ben Knaz. And we discussed him and last uh, week when we were discussing the descendants of Yisrael. We had a whole discussion on this Yavitz because he has students who are from Yisrael. Now, this Yavitz after the death of Yeshua, okay, and the question is is the Yavitz here the same Yavitz that lived shortly after Yeshua? That Yavitz had an amazing yeshiva and Davin Tashem that he should have amazing students. And he should never forget his learning and he should be successful in learning. And it says over there, and he says, your hand will be with me. And your hand is with me, is that I remain alive all the time. I always remain with the Kedusha of Ganadin. Some bring it from the Pasik. We see some Give me pasture. How do we know? It says, and we learned the if not of the bad coming to the world, the tzaddikim would not have died before their time. And Yahweh's requests of Hashem, he wants to spread tidy, he wants to spend his life spreading Torah. And he says, please Hashem never make me sad. And therefore, he has to be with Kedusha, with Gan Eden. And it says, that Hashem fulfilled the request of Yahweh's again. Some say that the Yahvites who went into Gan Eden alive is the Yahvites who's Osniel ben Knaz, and he's called Osniel, we learned the other week from Temurah Tezain because Hashem answered him. Or maybe the Yahvites who came into Gan Eden alive is the son or grandson of Rabbi Hud and then we don't have any information about him. Now, the quote we had now was from Masechta Kala. There is a similar quote in Masechta Dere Karetz, who instead of seven has nine. And they are ben who it says, everybody knows he went into a fiery chariot. He went up to heaven in a fiery chariot. Everybody's familiar with that story. Moshiach goes into Ganadan alive, always remains alive, never dies. Eliezer Eved Avraham, which we will soon see quite a bit about him. Again, we have Kirom Belech who was the Goyesh king of Tzoyd who helped Shlomo build the Beisamiktosh, Eved Melachakushi who saves the life of Yermiyo. Here we have Yavetz, the son of Reb Yudanasi. So two changes. First of all, which Yavetz it is, it's a Yavetz, not the one mentioned in Tanakh, but a much later Yavetz and it's not a grandson of Yudanasi, but it's a son of Reb Basya serach some say, af Yishuv ben Levi, also Yishuv ben Levi. I would like now to go into details on as many as we will have time of these special people who went into Gan Eden alive. We'll start with the Chanoich. There are four Chanoichs mentioned in Tanakh, And that's why we're emphasizing the Chanoich that went into Gan Eden alive, at least according to this many Midrashim, is Chanoich ben Yeda, the father of Misushelach. You have actually a Pasuk in Bereshesh. it's not Perek Aleph, it's a mistake here, it should be Perek Hay. Bereshis uh, Perak Hey Perak and Chanoych walked with Hashem after he followed the ways of Hashem for three hundred years by Vayoyelat Bonu Mubanish and he had sons and daughters and Mefarshim and Midrashim bring that even though he was totally dedicated to Ruchnius he still wanted to bring children into this world because the greatest connection to Hashem is of course by bringing children into the world. The idea of to separate yourself, not be together, husband and wife, is not the dead of Anyway, then it says, <laughs> and then he wasn't there. <laughs> because Hashem has taken him. Now there's different shot on this, but this medrash is learning that it means that he went into Gan Eden alive, Targum Yoinason, the famous Yoinason Ben Uziel. When he wrote his Targum on Tanakh, there was an earthquake in Eretz Yisrael. Arba Meyos parasa by Arba Mayos parasa, 400 uh, Parsa, 600, 1600 kilometers by 1600 kilometers of earthquake because of the great revelations of Yoyinus Benuzio. Ben-Ozio. was the main Talmud, the first, the top Talmud of Hillel Hazoqin. So it says he brings up Chanoich Bikshoit Kodom Hashem. Chanoich was sincerely dedicated. He was a total tzaddik, going in the ways of Hashem, due to which he merited going to Ganeidon alive. Again, there are other Midrashim and other commentaries who differ. Cheskuni brings that Chanoich going into Ganeidon alive is very connected to the idea of Chanoich being the seventh generation from Adam or Adam, So he is the number seven. We have in the first Maimer of the Rebbe, we have a whole concept of Kohashvi and Chavivin, of our generation being Doirashvi. Seven is a very special number. So he was the seventh. As he was educated, he was dedicated for Kedusha. We find shvi Kedesh. It says by David, He's the seventh of the family, and that brought him to Kedusha. We find the seven heavens, the Shivrakim, Arovo is mentioned in Rambam in Midrashim, is the highest heaven from the Sheva Arozais, you have Eretz Yisrael. I'm not certain about the Sheva Arozais, but Eretz Yisrael is number seven. Midbar Sinai, where the title was given, is from seven Midbaris, from seven Yamim Yamkineras. I also don't know. From the seven worlds, we have Eulam Shvi, the seventh world, the 7,000, which is Kulay Shabbos, of the f- seven candles of the Menorah, it's the Ner Marovi, which is the Western candle, which is candle number seven. From the seven days of the week, you have the seventh day Shabbos. Tishrei is the seventh month, which has all the Yomim Toivim, Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, Sukkot. Shemitah is the seventh year. Yovel is after seven Shemitahs. So we find the number seven is very special, and Chanoich being chosen to go into Ghanadan and live is connected to the number seven. Radak brings V'Yishalei Chanoiches Ho'en Likim, like it says, his which means, my fa- his, our fathers, my fathers, Yaakov says, my fathers Avraham and walked before you, which means that Adak brings his whole desire was in the love of Hashem, and he was studying Chochma and recognizing recognizing Hashem when he reached age sixty-five. Afal his asik even though he was totally dedicated. To a life, he still had children because it says that after he still had more sons and daughters. And those 300 years that he lived afterwards, that he kept, that he was involved in studying Chachmah, he was misyageya, he toiled to connect Hashem. He despised Gashmias, he, he despised the physical world. He was not able to deal with the physical world. Hashem removed him halfway through his life. Most of the people in Beratius were living 900 years. He lived 365 years. And that is the meaning of the Pasuk. It says, He never even got to half his life. And nobody in his generation thought he would only live so short. People thought he would live long like everybody else. And they didn't realize anything was different until he died. And that's what it says, that Hashem took him and brought him up to the Elioinim, straight to Garnitim. Now, Eliezer Eved who who is Avram's servant. We have a Gemara in Yuma that Eliezer Eved Avram Zokein V'yeshev B'yesheva. Now, what do I mean he's a Zokein? It doesn't mean he's an old man. Obviously, every year he got a bit older, but Zokein in general is Zokain Zeshachon He had a lot of wisdom of Torah. He would sit and study Torah and teach Torah. As it says, V'yoymer Avroham El the Khan Avram says to his Evid, Avram delegates Eliezer the task to get a wife for Yitzchak, and he delegates it to Eliezer. He calls him Zakan Khan And again, we're explaining here the words that he was a great Talmud Chacham. He rules everything Avram has. What does it mean? He was in charge of the Torah of his teacher. Avraham was interested in teaching the ways of Hashem, teaching Torah to all the inhabitants, all the people living around him, and in the people of Haran, And Eliezer was the number one teacher in the yeshiva of Avraham. He was rabbi. He is called Damasek Eliezer. People learn Damascus from Damascus. But Rebbe Lazar says, Damasek is doyle umashke. That he fetches he gives over the teachings of his teacher to others, and therefore Eliezer, according to these midrashim, is one of the people who merited to go into Gan Eden alive. It also have a midrash. Rabbi Breishis, He says that the fa- facial features of Eliezer were doim and were similar physically. His face looked similar. Avraham had full control over his Yetzirah. He never would listen to his Yetzirah. And Eliezer Eved Avraham also had full control over his Yetzirah. Quite interesting for Eliezer to look exactly like Avraham is quite unusual. Because Avraham, of course, comes from shame. And Eliezer comes from Canaan. We said, uh, and Eliezer is from Canaan. Nevertheless, Eliezer worked on himself and became shallot and totally dedicated himself to spreading Torah. There's a Gemara Sanhedrin Sadiqeh that there are three people who have who covered an amazingly long distance in record time, and they are Eliezer, Evad Avraham, and Yaakov, and Avishai Ben Surya. Avishai Ben Surya, there's a whole story in Gemara when David went hunting and he was caught by Yishbi Benoiv. Av, so Avishai Ben Surya saw blood in a shower, or there was a bird knocking his head on the wall, and he knew that David is in trouble, and he took David's mule, and he found David in record time. Eliezer, Avraham, it says, I came today to the well, the day he arrived was the same day that he left, because the document, and this is because the document that Avraham gave all his assets to Eliezer was dated that day with all his assets to Yitzchak, correction. Avraham gave all his assets to Yitzchak. It was dated that day, and therefore it was necessary to explain that on that day he had departed. And that's why the document was still today's day. Yaakov, Vino, had as it says, Yaakov Yaakov went from Bersheba. He went straight to Choron and it says, Vayolen Shom Hashem. He, yaakov lodged, spent the night by by Base Basekel lose because the sun set, and Rashi brings Rashi brings this as well. When Yaakov arrives in and he says, "What happened? I passed the place where my ancestor Davin, I passed the Har Amiria, Jerusalem, and I'm... I didn't Davin. He wanted to go back. As soon as he made a decision to go back, coughed and lay out of there was kafitzes haderech, and Miyad immediately by Yifka he came to the place, and that's the kafitzes haderech of Eliezer. So Eliezer." <laughs> (laughs) The Kvitsa haderech of Yaakov. Correction again. That is the Kvitsa haderech of Yaakov. Okay. Now, uh, thank you for the correction. Okay. Pirka now from. So the three people with Kvitsa haderech are again Eliezer, Yaakov Avinu, and Avishai, who was David's nephew in general. Uh, Avishai had Kvitsa. Let's start with Eliezer. Starting with Eliezer. Eliezer has Kvitsa haderech when he goes, the day when he goes to get a wife for Yitzchak and we're soon going to see from lezer that he has Kfites HaDerech on his return journey as well. Yaakov has Kfites HaDerech uh, ha- ha- makes a, qu- a journey very quick when he goes uh, he goes towards Choron, and he has Kfites sadarach when he wants to go to the Mokim Amiktosh and Avishai has Kfitz sadarach when he goes and saves David HaMelech from the hands of Goliath's brother, Yishpi benai. Now, so till now we have generally Eliezer's is on the way to Choron. In Pirka de Rabbi Eliezer, we have that he had on his return trip as well. Amazing Pirka de Rabbi Eliezer, which I saw today for the first time. Pirka de Rabbi Eliezer, written by Rabbi Eliezer ben Horkinus, one of the students of Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakai. He is the one who Rabban Yochanan ben Zakkai refers to as Beir sud a cemented sud pit that never loses a drop. So it says in Pirkei Rabbi Eliezer, Six hours in the day at midday, Yotso He left that. He saw mid, He left the He left the land of the land here is Choron. He left the land of Choron of Padan Aram. He took, Rivka, and he took Rivka, and he had them travel on the camels. Now there is a Shaila of Yichod, Eliezer is a man, Rivka is a girl, and he's going traveling with her. So the day, there's a lot of people on the road, but at night is a bigger Shaila of Yichod. Because we don't want him to spend the night on the road with Rivka, Therefore, the journey back was made in better record speed than the journey there. It took him three hours. He left Kharan at 12 midday, and by 3 p.m., he's been in Just at the time of Minchas, it says, he comes and he sees. It says, where we learn Yitzhak. Minchan he sees the gemarim boyim by Yitzchak and this kafitz was bigger than the previous one. Why? Because then there would be no shine of Yichun. Another amazing thing about the greatness of Eliezer of Avram. There's an amazing Gamal in Bav Basra about it. Rabbi Banah was have He was marking graves to identify the graves of Sadikim. He came to Maras Machpelah, the grave of Avram. He finds Eliezer, Eved Avram, the Kakoy He wants to look up Avram Avinu, and he sees Eliezer was the servant of Avram in this world. And Eliezer continues to serve Avram in Mara Samach Omar lay and Eliezer asks him, My Avram, what is Avram Avinu doing? There's a whole long story. But the bottom line that I want to bring out here is that Eliezer remains the of Avram and he's still at Mara Samach on the days of Ebano. The next person who had this amazing kfiz is Serach. Bas-osher. Sarach Bas-osher is mentioned in Chumash, the Sons of Osher. Yimno Yishva Yishvi Briah Vesarach ha and the sister Sarah. Taragum Yonason ben brings on Vesarach ha He brings two things. That first of all, she is the one who was mevasser who told Yaakov that Yosef is alive. And she also saved the city of Ovil Midin from being killed by Yoav. Those are the two reasons why Sarah Basosher merits to go into Ghanaiyadin. I didn't get a chance to write up the whole thing about Sarah Basasher, so just to read some of what Isha Tanach brings. Uh, he brings over here that the, from Medrash Hagoda, that, that the brother said, if we're going to say that Yosef's alive, maybe he will die. So they asked for Sarah. Sarah waited till he was in the middle of davening, and she said, is Yosef in Mitzrayim? in a question mark? So Yaakov shouldn't get shot. Now, there is also a Balatunim that mentions that when the brothers sold Yosef, they made a chayim that nobody should reveal it. Senach Basasha knew from the, about the sale with prophecy, and that's why she offered when they came back that she would tell Yaakov that Yosef is alive. Because otherwise, how would she know? Senach Basasha is also the one who remained by Yitzias Mitzrayim. She is the one. When they wanted to find, they had promised they would take Yosef's bones out. She is the one who told Moshe where Yosef is buried. And uh, they made an audience and they put him, they sunk him in the Nile. And there's also that, that, that Rebbe Yochanan was once sitting and giving a drosha how v'hamayim asuyim how the water v'hamayim lahem And he was trying to describe the story of Krias Yamsa. Suddenly, Sarah Basosher says, Hoyi si sham. I personally was there. Quite amazing from the days of Sarah Basosher to the days of Rabbi And is from the after the Khurban by Isshani. It's way over 1500 years. And Sarah Basosher's at the sheer, and she says, I was there. It wasn't like the wall. It was a shoshis. It was like glass. It was see through. I remember. I was there. I've been there myself. I was there. Quite amazing. Now, uh, specifically some midrashim that I did get a chance to put in for Sarach Basasher, a Breishes She is the one who finished the number, which means she is counted amongst the seventy Jews who arrived in Mitzrayim in the days of Yaakov Avinu. We have a pasuk that says in the story when when Sheva Ben Bichri was rebelling and Yoyev was going to destroy the city. It says there There was a brilliant, wise woman who called from the city. And she comes up to the wall and she says, the woman says, are you a Yes, I'm Yoyev. she said, what? You're a Yoyev? Shimcha Yoyev? that you're a father for the Jewish people. You're looking after the Jewish people. You're a murderer. You're about to kill the whole city of Jews. You got to change your name. You can't walk around with a name like yo which means that you're a father, you're out to help. yo Bichlau dedicated his life to help Am Yisrael. But how can you claim that you're helping the Jewish people when you're about to kill a city of Jews because one man is rebelling the David what happened? Don't you learn Torah? Don't you have a sheer What about your your David, your master? Doesn't he learn Torah? have you finished your study of taita has gone? Doesn't it have a pasuk? You want to have a war with the city of Karosa? call for peace? How could you be called Yoav? How can you represent David? How can David go against Taylor? So Yayev here's this woman and he says, who are you, lady? you want to know who I am? I'm not just Am anybody. I am the one who was the Jewish people. She Yisrael When the Yidin were in Mitzrayim, they arrived in Mitzrayim and 70 Jews arrived. I am one of those 70. I'm the only one of the 70 alive. <speaking in Hebrew> Yosef was a faithful shepherd of the Jewish people. Moshe was a faithful shepherd of the Jewish people. Moshe had promised to take Yosef's order in his coffin out. And I made, I helped Moshe find the coffin of Yosef. So with me, you should listen. <speaking in Hebrew> you want to kill a whole city? Then <speaking in Hebrew> leave. You're going to kill this whole city. One of the people you're going to kill is me. And you know who I am? I am an Ainbi Israel. I am a mother in Israel. I am a mother. I helped the whole Israel. I have kindred 8 o'clock and you're going to kill me with all these people. And Yahya answers and he says, never would I do such a thing. David, David would never do such a thing. Yoyev would never do such a thing. Malchus based David would never do such a thing. We're not out to kill any of the Jews here. There's a man from Har Ephraim, his name is Sheva ben Bichli. He rebelled against David. So she says, he, he she rebelled against the Melech David. So he what does it mean Melech David? Either say by Melech or David. If he says she rebelled the Yoyev, Sheva ben Bichli rebelled against the king. Why mention David? Rebelled against David, why have to mention he's a king? So Rebbe Azariah says in the name of Rabbi Yehuda and somebody turns against the king as if he turned against the Talmud How much more so that he's a Melech and a Talmud Chocham. Rebbe Yudin says somebody who's chutzpedic against the king is chutzpedic against Hashem. So the issue is not the Jews in the city. We only have an issue with one man, Sheva ben Bichri. So she says, why are you threatening the whole city? You need Sheva ben Bichri I'll make sure I'll send you his head. I will bring you Roy mushla You just wait. We'll get his head for you. the how does she know? How could she be certain that I'm going to deliver his head? She says, called the machsif ape David. Somebody has the chutzpah against the kingdom of David Amela. Made him who milail. removing his head. Shevben bichli is cutting his own head off by being chutzpahdik. The David Amela. immediately the woman comes with her wisdom, and she now goes back to negotiate. And the woman now does negotiation between the people of the city and Yoav and Omer Allah She tells him, you guys don't know who David is. Hey, the comes Which nation? No nation rebelled against David. David has conquered nation after nation kingdom after kingdom and you guys are rebelling so so they said oh my boy what does he want so she says we have to hand over 1,000 prisoners what's better to hand over 1,000 people and save the rest of the city or is it better to destroy the city so he said every family will give some people so she says however you know what I'll try to negotiate I'll see if I'll do better She pretends to go back and forth because Yoyev already agreed for one head. And she goes and she says, I negotiated further. He agrees that we should hand over 500 prisoners, but I'm not doing it yet. I'm negotiating further. Comes a day later, I got Yoyev to agree for 100. A day later, I got him to agree for 10. A day later, Lechad, he only wants one head and it's actually the Ahsanoi. He's not even a local, he's a guest, Sheva ben Bichri. Initially, she didn't say who the guy we wanted is. He heard Sheva bin Bichri, immediately they cut his head. And the, we have here a concept of that there's a group of people in the Goyim saying, want to have one of you and we'll kill him, or else we kill all of them, the shang, we can kill them or not. Normally, we say better everybody should be killed. But if they designated him like Sheva ben Bichri, then it's better than you can give him. And the says that's specifically uh, when he is inside and they're inside, he'll be killed with them. And specifically, Rav Shimon says, because he's a matter of the Malchus based of it. Going on now, another medrash about Sarah Basashar. It says that Aaron made all the signs and Rabbeinu comes with various signs. He throws the snake on the rock, the stick on the ground, and it becomes a snake. And And the people believed that uh, they believed that Moshe is going to save the Jewish people. As Hashem said, Vishmuliq leppers. You would think the Jewish people didn't believe till they saw the signs. No. They heard that Hashem is going to save the Jewish people. They believed right away. As soon as they heard Hashem is saving the Jews, they believed. How come they believe? Because of the Because he used the word pocket, because there was a tradition from Yaakov. Yaakov told us to Yosef. Yosef told us to the brothers. And Usher told it to his daughter Sarah, and Sarah Bas Asher was alive. And Sarah Bas Asher says, "I can assure you that Meish Rabenu, he's the real guy, because he's using the word pocket pokadety. And my father Usher told me he heard from Tatyach that the Goel who's going to say pocket he is the one who's the real redeemer, who Goel Shalemis. As soon as Meish came and said pocket pokadety, and Sarah Bas Asher says, this is the message that." Ya they said they will know if the goyim is right and we're leaving you, Setath, you'll be alive till then to tell the people how did they believe? They believed because they heard, not because of the signs, because they heard the words pocket and Seth said, said this is the sign. So this is all why Serach Basasha merited. Now we have over here Leo Hanovi. I'm actually thinking because we're short of time. And Eliezer Hanavi, we know a lot about. I'm maybe going to put Elio Hanavi on hold. We'll get back to him if we have time. Basya Basparei, Basya We're just going to mention. is a Gemara in Megillah. Reb Shimon Pazi brings. Reb Shimon Pazi teaches Divrei Hayomim, and he says, There's a lot of words in Divre Hayomim. There are psukim written in code. We know how to explain it. And it says about Kalev ben Yafune, the Kalev ben Yafune had a Jewish wife. You think Kalev ben Yefuna would marry a sheikh when He had a Jewish wife. And by the way, in his first wife, this was a second wife. Who was Kalev's first wife? Miriam. His first wife, Miriam, Maisha's sister, wasn't Jewish. And heaven, you see These are Bnei Basia, Basparish, and look This is written in code. So Rashi brings called You have many names. It's the same person. Harbei Pliny, You give a lot of names, and they're all the same person. And Rashi says, Even though it's written in code, we figure it out and we understand. This is connected to Megillah Esther and Megillus Esther. We have the psukum that we say ish Yehudi bishushan Why is Mordechai called ish Yehudi? There's various reasons. One of the reasons the Gemara says, because he's kaifer ba he's called Yehudi. Similarly, Basya b'Aspare, she was brought up by Parai, a pagan, and she denied and rejected the religion of parei in Mitzrayim. And that's why she is called ishtoy ha surely Sure, were, the Miriam was also Jewish. But Miriam had no reason to believe in Avedizadeh. But Basya, who was Kalev's second wife after Miriam died, and she was brought up with Avedizadeh, and she rejected the Avedizadeh. And that's what Rashi brings to Vishnei ha le Basia Shma. But as it says, Veila B'nei why do we call her Yehudiyah? Because Kafra Kofra B'Avedizadeh. When she went to the Nile, she had been going to immerse from Avedizadeh, it says she gave birth to him. She didn't give birth to him, but she raised Moshe Rabbeinu. Somebody who raises an orphan in his house—it's as if he gave birth to him. Yered is called Moshe. Why is Moshe called Yedet? She raised Moshe Rabbeinu, who's called Yered. She Yod lahem hamon because Moshe brought down the mon. She raised G'doyer—that's Moshe. She gader pirzei sehem shal Yisrael who fenced off all the sins of the Jewish people. She raised Moshe Rabbeinu, who's called Hever. We mentioned that Moshe has ten names. Why is he called Chaver Shechiber as Yisrael LaVim Shavashamayim? He connected the Jewish people with their father in Adam. Was Yisrael called is called Chaver as well. Yes. Okay. He's called Soichai. Why is he called Soichai? She Nasalahem LeYisrael Kesuka. He's like a sukkah. He protects the Jewish people. He's called Yikusiyon Washing Kibul yearning, Hoping. That the Yidim connected and heard, hoped and yearned and believed in Hashem in his days. He's called Niach shel Yisrael. That he made all the sins of the Jewish people uh, go away. Now, it says still on this, we go back to this Pasuk in an amazing Pasuk. It says over there, Ve'ishtrei and this Jewish wife, which is, Kolev had a Jewish wife, Basya, Yolda yered avi g'dayr, avi soichay, al avi, 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 avi. What's this avi business? I was just giving a shir on this the other week, and there were a couple of avis in the shir. We had avi, avi, avi. But anyway, but there's no way. What's this avi, avi, avi? Three times. So he says avi, avi, avi. Mesh Rabbeinu was of batayda. He was a father in tayda. He excelled in tayda. Of bachochma, he was excelled, excelled in all wisdoms, and of benavius. Then it says bisya. these are the sons of Bisya Basparoi. We actually pronounce it Bisya, not Basya. Asher Lokach meded. She married Mered. Now who did Basya Basparoi marry? She married Kalev bin Yafuna. Shmoy, Shmoy. So the, the Revishta says, May Kalev come, who rebelled against the plans of the Menaglim, and he should marry Basparoi, who rebelled against the idols of her father. Now we have the Eila bin Bisya Basparoi. He brings over here that Yeshua says, that Yeshua, uh, the sequence says in the name of Levy, that Hashem says to Bishyot Aspari, Meishu was not your son. You called him your son. You're not. And because you referred to Meishu as your son, even though he wasn't, and you dedicated yourself to raising him, you're not my daughter, and I will call you my daughter. Of all the Jewish people, born Jewish and converts, what will I call you? Bishyot, the daughter of Hashem. You are my official daughter. Hashem is taking her, adopting Basia. Baspare as his daughter. Bas, ko, the daughter of Hashem. Hashelokah le mered. He's called mered because he's modern He went against the atas meragum, the plans of the meragum. And she ran against the plans of her father. So both of them had to fight the establishment. So the mered, it's a good shidduch. Kolev with Basya because Kolev was a mered. He fought the plans of the meragum. She was a meredus. She fought the whole Egyptian palace. And also, Chadomer Zehitzin les Hatzoin Rabbeinu saved the sheep. Vezehitzilo es Haroye, and she went and saved Kole, saved the sheep, and she saved the Roya. Kalei saved the Jewish people with the Minagim giving a good plan, and she saved the shepherd. She saved Meish the Rabbeinu. There are ten names of Meish Rabbeinu. Yet, however, you could see a Tuvia. And yet, of all Shmaya, of all, and we have more Shmaya Benesano, Shmaya, okay, has all these names, and despite all these names, it's called. Anyway, yet, of all these names that Mesh Rabbeinu has, we have 10 all together the mother brings. Hashem says to Mesh, from all the names that were given to you, I'm only going to call you with the name of Mesh Yamasparag, as it says, Okay. And um, I'm. Let me just mention now, because we're running late, I would like next week I'd like to finish this topic of the people who merited to come to to merited to come to Ghanadan alive. And then I want to start shiurim on Megillas Esther. We're going to be doing from next week till Purim. We're going to try to, first of all, we should finish this shiurim, which should take about 20 minutes. And then the rest of the time from now to Purim, we will be studying the Megillah with midrashim. Okay, any. Uh...